Howdy doody. Welcome aboard. It is Monday, and once again, it is time to head back to the window with Scott and Scott. I am your host, Scott Steen, lead handicapper at winnersandwiners.com. And I'm your co-host, Scott Reichel, senior handicapper over winnersandwiners.com. And together, if you're new, we do this every day, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, Monday through Friday, as we attempt to uh, guide you through the murky waters of sports betting and help you to have the best opportunity to head back to the window. Ryan Page in the house, hit an eight-teamer last night with the Packers coming through, covering in the rocking chair. Boom! That's what I'm talking about. Eight-teamer to end your weekend. Nicely done, Ryan. T-Train in the hizzy. What's up, Tony? Ninja 13, Antonio Brown for MVP. Hey, speaking of which, don't forget, you know the drill. You got to uh, you gotta like and subscribe or there will be consequences. Today, it's going to be one of the worst, Scott. Like and subscribe. I'm ripping off my fucking shirt and walking away, buddy. Walking away, throwing my shirt out the window and uh, giving the peace sign and saying, see you later, motherfuckers. That's going to call. That's going to be a career for me. Thanks for stopping by. Good chance we're going to talk about that. So we'll uh, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. I don't want to put any pressure on you guys to like and subscribe. I'm just saying it's it's it's, it's a particularly good one today. If you're listening to us in podcast form, which you can do, you can download us on all your favorite podcast platforms. Make sure you rate and review. And even if you're not downloading, just get over there and rate and review. Help a brother out. Uh, Ninja thirteen uh, said, "Hit the like button." That's right. That's right, guys. And uh, yeah. Scott, how was the uh, speaking of the like button? How did you like your weekend? How did it go for you? Uh, kind of a tale of different days. Friday was fine. Saturday was good, and then Sunday, I feel like most people got killed in the NFL, or at least uh, I cannot say it went well for me. Uh, unfortunately, of course, I took some long shots in there. I threw in some like first touchdown odds, random stuff, whatever. I don't think I hit a damn thing. So it wasn't like a, one of the worst days I've ever had because of the amount of money I lost. Right. It wasn't anything serious. But when the quantity of bets that you have, even if it's like a, even a quarter of a unit on so many plays and you lose everything, it was one of those. Why you But I feel out. good. So. Yeah, we feel got your, at, least you, like at least you got your health. So that's good. It, yeah. it was I lost those and then I decided at night I was going to bet on LeBron triple-double at like plus... 380. Okay. I think he didn't even get the rebounds or the assists. Oh, very nice. So it wasn't close on that either. At least he got you 10 points. So that's uh, that's yeah. something. But college football was good on Saturday. So it definitely was still a profitable weekend just because I recognized the NFL card was a crapshoot. So I kind of limited my unit size a bit. It was a good thing I did. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had, uh, I hit the, um, I I, uh, I I I hit I hit the Chiefs uh, first quarter play on our video. Um, by the way, that locks up the title for me. It's over. It's all uh, you're the Cleveland Browns of uh, our contest there, buddy. It's but you won the you won the college football. So we we split the football season as um Kansas City Chiefs first quarter. That's just that's just a solid solid play. Um, I took my. I, I took, like to believe that the college one is more impressive because we give out three plays instead of one every week. But you know, apples right? and oranges. Okay, whatever. Um, is the Browns versus Steelers a meaningless game? Not to us. <laughs> good answer. Good answer. That's a good answer. <laughs> Not to me, it isn't. But yes, we're practically. I mean, the Steelers still have a. They have. To, they have a playoff spot to play for. 
uh, they win, they put their eggs in the Jacksonville basket. They have to win next week, and Jacksonville has to win. So, who's Jacksonville playing again? They play uh, the Colts. Yeah. Uh, although Jacksonville beat the Colts six straight times in Jacksonville. Just saying. Who knows? Browns back or got to dig on my Browns, dude. I didn't know you were here. I thought you, I didn't think you were here yet. I thought I could sneak one in before you got here. I feel horrible, man. I I I love that Browns team. Um, you know, probably more than a lot of people in Cleveland do. Uh, tough loss on our Chiefs yesterday. Defense will probably doom them now that they're going to go on the road in the playoffs. Should Andy Reid have let Cincinnati score the touchdown on the last drive? Yeah, once they got once they got to the one, he absolutely should have. He had you had one minute left um, with a uh, uh, with two minutes left where they were there at the one yard line first down. Yes, absolutely should have let them score the touchdown at that point. Uh, it almost it almost became an unbelievable stand. It almost it, it in, in for all intents and purposes it was an epic stand. That was one of the stupidest final minute and a half I've ever seen of a football game, but it was a crazy ending. You you can't let the you can't let the substitute official make that call. You can't. You've got Scott. Do you consider game situation when you make a call? Do you make every call in a vacuum? No, I, I think you should let them. Then again, I'm a bigger fan of letting people play. Yep. I hate penalties in general. So you're asking a guy who's going to be biased. If you're going to call that in the first quarter then I think you can make the argument on fourth down in that situation. It might be warranted. I didn't see much. Just putting it that way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Brownsbecker says refs smack my head. Yeah. that's They haven't helped the Browns. I might have just let them get away with it in principle. Oh, yeah. You've had no about question. five shots at the end zone and you can't get in. Yeah, you're fucking... You can tackle the receiver. I'm done. not calling anything. No. No. So, uh, yeah, tough, tough loss for the Chiefs. But, again couple of things you can point to that weren't referee involved. They scored three points in the second half after putting up 28 in the first. And they let Cincinnati convert a third and 27 on a ridiculous all-out blitz that left, once again, uh, man-to-man coverage with Jamar Chase on the, uh, on the, on the, on the, on the, on the, on the go route. And no, no help over the top with the safety because they're fucking max blitzing uh, cover zero. So just fucking Steve Spagnola. You know, when they get home and they get those big sacks and the crowd roars, it's great. But when they complete those touchdown passes or those big, huge first down passes like that, you just want to fucking blow your head off. So, uh, Nathan Cernan said, uh, maybe, maybe you should shade somebody over the top. Jesus Christ. Chase. Maybe. Come on. Just, just, a, just an idea, you know? Uh, my friend Hank asked me if he should put $1,000 on the Hornets last night. I said he probably would have had a better chance cashing the Packers first half. He showed me the ticket, 1000 to collect 2100 on the money line. He bet the Hornets. The Hornets lost by about 38. Uh, not good. Not good. Uh, Phoenix, good team. Hornets, not great. But, yeah, that that's rough. Yeah, T-Train, we were talking about that before this show, that the Steelers line has gone from, uh, I got it 41.5 last night. It's all the way up to 43.5. Um, I haven't checked. I didn't know that there was anybody that was questionable that would have mattered that was going to be playing on the offensive side for either team. Um, it's not a matter of offense. It's a matter of both defenses might be missing a couple of pieces. I know, I know Pittsburgh, Cleveland still has some COVID issues. Some of the main guys are playing, but they're still missing a couple of guys. Pittsburgh, I know, is missing somebody in their linebacking core. They're missing some guys. So I'm assuming it's either injury-related or they're assuming since it's Big Ben's last game, Tomlin might open up the playbook, but you're still competing for a playoff spot. So why would you do that? Well, and Browns Becker can help me out here, but I think the Browns are missing three of their starting defensive backs due to COVID. 
if I'm not if I'm not mistaken. Um, let me see what the updated list looks like, but I know that. Uh, Do you think Tomlin's going to let Big Ben throw it even more? I I understand for the Kobe game, you know, you're letting the Lakers let him shoot it fifty times. It's because you weren't playing for anything. The Lakers weren't good that year, so they could afford to let him have his moment in the sun. The Steelers want to win. Yeah. So why would you let Big Ben throw the ball fifty times? Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, they're going to be missing. If the game was meaningless, if the game was meaningless, I would take the over in, in pass attempts for Roethlisberger in a heartbeat. But the game matters. So you know, Tomlin would rather win a game fifteen to hell thirteen. Well, he won. He won the last game to, fifteen to ten. The last time they played. Yeah, compared to letting Big Ben throw maybe a couple interceptions and you lose the game 35-31. Tomlin wants to win. Yeah. So I understand the narrative of Big Ben wants to put on a show for the fans. What show? He has no arm. Agreed. Uh, Ryan Page brought up brings up a good point. Uh, it's amazing how Aaron Rodgers still slings the ball around even in 10-degree weather. Uh, I thought my minus 13 was going to lose with that weather, but no, no. And it's even... What's even more amazing is he's in there in the fourth quarter, Scott. Can we can we talk about what Aaron Rodgers is doing in there in a game they have salt, his MVP salted? Numbers? There you go. That's that's exactly the correct response. Uh, so this, I'm actually interested by the line move for the MVP because Rodgers should win. I've been saying that for months. But Brady had the Antonio Brown fiasco, and he led his team to a win anyway. They were down, fourth-string receivers – game-winning 93-yard touchdown drive, Rodgers coast to a win, and Rodgers' odds went down? Yeah. It went from, like, minus 150 to, like, minus 300? Really? I kind of thought money would come on Brady. Yeah, I think that's... I think. I don't know. I, I, think, it's, I think it's Rodgers to lose at this point. I think it's over. Oh, Rodgers is going to win. I just find it interesting, based on how the games went yesterday, that the money didn't come in on Brady. Because he had that MVP moment late in the year while Rodgers coasted to an easy win against the backup quarterback. Right. Yep. Absolutely true. Um, uh, all right. I was getting ready to do. I've lost my. I've lost our banner, Scott. All right. Let's do it. I don't know. I'll put a banner in tomorrow. But let's get started. Let's talk about the bad breaks over the weekend. There were some. There were some winners and forever winner. There must be a whiner. Get it started first with the people that kind of took it in the shorts yesterday, Scott. You know who you are. You know who we are. <laughs> it's time to call the cops. <coughs> All right. If you had Pittsburgh. Nope. Mm -mm -mm. Does that load up from the other night? Man, I'm I'm all over the place. I thought I had this all loaded up, but sorry. You want me to do it? No, no, no. I got you. Uh, if you had the Jets, Bucks under 47 and a half at 44 points with 211 left, and Brady did Brady things. <laughs> Broke your fucking heart. If you're a Jets fan, if you're a fan of the under, you knew it was coming, like watching a car crash in slow motion, and here it comes. 93-yard uh, drive, touchdown with 15 seconds left. Check and check. Game landed 52 Suck a bag of dicks if you had the under 47 and a half or if you had the Jets on the money line. So close. So close. And yet so far. Go ahead, Scotty. So, second one was another total between the Broncos and the Chargers. If you had the under 45, 23 points through three quarters. So you're in good shape. Drew Locke can't do anything. 
Chargers are coasting. They'll run the ball. You're in good shape. 24 points in the fourth quarter. Game will end at 47. Not good. Not good. Uh, and finally, to wrap it up in the NFL, if you had the Texans plus 14 against the Niners, trailed by three. Kept it close. How about those Texans? Uh, trailed by three points after three quarters. However, they uh, got outscored 13 to Zippy in the fourth quarter. San Francisco kicked a field goal with 112 left. Robbie Gould, congratulations. You're up 13. Do you really need another field goal? Got to have it. Really? Got to have it. Got to cover. Good teams win. Great teams cover. Texans lost by 16. Congratulations. Ugh. All right. Well, there was some good news. There were some, uh, there were some people that were on the right side of everything. You know who you are. You had the golden horseshoe stuck up your ass, as people say, because you were sitting in the rocking chair. So, first one was on the side. If you had the Titans minus three against the Dolphins, I know I liked that angle from the joint show. They were leading by 14 at the half. And shockingly, Tua couldn't lead the comeback. I can't believe it. Titans won by 31. And if you'd given up on the Patriots ever playing a complete game again, you did it a little bit too early because they were minus 17 yesterday against the Jaguars. Plus 27, if you took my four, if you took my four-team 10-point teaser. Didn't matter. They led by 25 at halftime. That's when I sensed I might be in trouble with that bet. They ended up winning by 40. 50 to 10. Congratulations. If you had the Patriots minus 17, you were sitting in the rocking chair. I actually have a separate bad beat on that game that I forgot to mention, but I'll get into that in a second. The last one was the Bears, minus six and a half against the Giants. They led by 19 at half, and they won by 26. There you go. Giants, awful team. Awful, awful football team. Um, so I got to mention the Jaguars beat that I had. Okay. I took a prop yesterday. I had the Jaguars to score the fewest points on Sunday. So I was looking at a spot where the Jaguars – I thought wouldn't score a touchdown in the game. And I was right for about uh, 57 minutes, give or take. Can I interest you in a Trevor Lawrence garbage time touchdown drive down 47? Nice. Nice. I, I would have ended up having a dead heat tie because the Giants had three, the Dolphins had three, whatever. But I would have made money. I lost on a garbage time touchdown with the starters in down 47 points. Why is Lawrence in the game? You're down 47. What are you doing? Brutality. Well, Scott, this is the most anticlimactic moment of the show. Let's find out. I don't know who it could possibly be. Man, it was a deep, deep well, but we managed to find one. Let's find out who it is, Scott. Who is the year's first donkey of the day? I will say... This being the first show of the year, they've set the bar impossibly high for the other 52, 51 and a half weeks. Scott, who's the donkey of the day? If we had a donkey of the day, like, award show, where we just gave out the best of the year, yeah, this would probably win. Oh, you have... And we're all, it's our first one. You're the leader in the... you're going to beat this. You're the leader in the clubhouse, and you've shot 60. So You're Tiger in the Masters, you shot 19 under. You're just everyone's playing for second at this point. All right, I'll let you do the honors, buddy. So we got to talk about something that happened over the weekend, and it looked like it was going to be the easy donkey of the day because the Rockets in basketball had a couple of players 
who ended up quitting during the ha- during halftime because the coach yelled at them. And I thought, all right, that's one way to go out. And then Antonio Brown, I guess, took what Kevin Porter Jr. did and said, no, 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 we can turn this to 11. So in the third quarter of the game, Buccaneers were losing. And A.B. claims that he was injured or something happened, but the coach just told him to go back in. And he said, nah, I don't really want to. And they said, go back in the game. And he basically told the entire team to get lost. He proceeded to strip out of his jersey and his T-shirt for no apparent reason at all, then started doing jumping jacks or waving in the end zone while pumping up the crowd, even though they were in New York. So you're pumping up the road crowd. I don't really know how that works. They responded but pretty well, he, though. Yeah, but anyway, he ended up, let's just say, walking off into, I can't even say the sunset, but he walked off in a blaze of glory. That was it. So, okay. A couple of things. T-Train saying it reminded him of Ned in Slapshot. That's a fair comparison. That he, works. He grabbed around his waist for a second when he was in the back of the end zone. I thought the pants. I thought were he was off. going for the pants. Yep. I thought he was going for the pants. I think we all did. And I want to say. I also think of uh, the opening to Joanna Man, but that's kind of any piece that involves like stripping, uh, taking off the jersey, whatever. But yeah, even worse, he uh, wasn't allowed on the team plane. So I think we have to talk about not just the making fun of a terrible display angle which is certainly why he's the donkey of the day. But I don't think we can gloss over the fact that there are some real problems. I mean, that's that screams that you need some help at some point. And I don't know, you know, I don't know where it originated. I don't know if it's CTE related. I don't know if it's football related. I don't know. You know, you talk about this a lot. If Money doesn't solve your problems. If you've got health issues, if you've got mental issues, and you all of a sudden come into a bunch of money, the only thing is is you've got money. None of the other problems go away. So sometimes they can exacerbate the problems because you have access to things that you normally wouldn't have access to. So I want to say that I hope AB gets the help that he needs, um, and I hope that he can somehow figure out what's going on because that was a... It was a, it was a it was a it was a humorous display and it was funny and we can and it's it's very joke worthy because of the way it happened, but at the very core of it, I think there's some sort of issue that has to be addressed. Let me let me ask you this: um, <laughs> money sure helps with the bill red world. I agree, I agree with that. Um, and yeah, and the, and then there was the tweet about the bonus money and about the catches and the touchdown and, and the yardage and all that. I don't know how that all played in, you know, but I'm saying at the core, I think there's a problem. Scott, here's my question to you. Does AB have a shot of ever playing in the NFL again? No. I think the better question is if he's going to make it into the Hall of Fame. I don't even think that's a question. I think that's the better question. I don't think he does. I think he should be in. But all I'm saying is if T.O. was held off the first ballot because of character issues, it should take AB about five years. Because mm-hmm. you can't even compare the two. But based on talent and based on accolades, AB's a Hall of Famer. Now, I'm assuming they won't get him in because of how he went out and because of all the controversies around him. But if you're looking solely at the actual resume, he deserves a spot. I agree with that. I also agree we live in the real now, world. Now, as for your point about AB getting the help he needs, 
you're not wrong. He's clearly, you know, dealing with some stuff. You're a lot kinder about it. I know that CTE and stuff might be playing a factor. I think he's just an asshole. Okay. I, I, I mean, it is what it is. I, this isn't exactly the spot where you realize he's got issues. He's had issues since pretty much he came into the league. But if you want to talk about what he's done, he had the 2018 issue where he threw furniture outside of his window, almost hit a 22-year-old child, by the way, speeding. He had the alleged rape of his former trainer on three separate occasions before Deshaun Watson made that popular. Uh, Besides that, he also had some separate issues when it came to his vaccine cards. He's a piece of shit. I don't care. Deal with it. Okay. Okay. Um, you would think the roles would but be. It, it annoys you would think me the Royals. The, the roles. You, you would think the roles would be the reversed. You think that the young, uh, woke, twenty-four-year-old um, would be the one with sympathy, and you think the old crusty fuck that doesn't have patience for any of this shit would be the one that said fuck that guy. But it's 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 reversed. That's I think it's I think that's an interesting dynamic. I'm just saying that the issue that I had with the actual situation isn't the fact that people think he should get help. Because I do think he needs help. I'm just acknowledging that he's always had issues. And for some reason now, because he made an uh, an idiot of himself during a sporting event, people realize how bad or how bad of a shape he's actually in, except for the fact that he's been getting into legal issues, serious issues for years. Right. And nobody cares because it didn't happen at a sporting event. The issue that I have with the whole situation is the fact that AB shouldn't be playing in the league. He shouldn't have been playing in the league. When you sexually assault a trainer on several occasions and you still get multiple chances, no charges. No, you're clearly an asshole is exactly what's wrong with sports because you give people extra chances that don't deserve extra chances because you can catch a football. He's a terrible human being. He shouldn't be in the league. There you go. All right. Uh, Am I wrong? I want people to tell me in the comments section. That sounds harsh. I don't think I'm wrong. Yeah, let me share some comments here. Brad says he'll either be dead by 50 or in jail if he does not get help. I agree with that. I, I agree. Yeah. He's not that it's King me says, don't forget about Big Ben. Yeah. Um, I don't think that gets brought up much anymore because it's in the past, but yeah, Ben Ben definitely questionable character. Um, and I think that was hard to come back from. Um he was yelling at Brady for throwing more to, to Gronk and threw a temper tantrum per Bayless this morning. Okay. Um, and and I, I think my point is people just show so much sympathy towards some athletes. Like, oh my God, we got to help him. He's good at catching footballs. See, JC. so good. JC. He's like, no, he's just a bad human being. And JC Stone says, you, Scott Jr. on a rant says, there are, men, there are mentally, mentally ill people that, that are assholes. Where do you draw the line? Yeah, I guess that's kind of a mix of both of our points. I think there's a I think there's a root cause of all the issues. Until you deal with that, then you have to deal with the consequences. I, I'm totally behind that. I'm not saying, oh, he's he's got issues. We have to let him back in. I'm just saying there's a root cause. You just don't go that guy's an asshole because there's a reason he's had that kind of behavior that he's I acted out for t- 15 years. He's had issues for so long that I feel like the fact that he had a blaze of glory moment yep. and now people think he needs help is exactly what's wrong with sports. Okay. Fair enough. You should have been able you should be you should pay more attention to the legal issues that athletes have that constantly get swept under the rug. Well, there's a lot of really crappy individuals playing sports 
that are glorified despite behaving like children outside of the actual playing. And it all comes down to video. If that was just a story about Ray Rice without without the video attached, he'd have done his eight games and been back in the league. It's because the the video was so horrific. It's the same thing with Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt would have never been cut from the Chiefs if the video didn't exist of him taking the kick in the head of the of the chick on the floor. It's it's all about, and that's you know there was no video of Roethlisberger. There's no video of AB and his trainer. So those guys get passes. But if there's video, it's over. Um, I see Zach asking me if Ray Lewis gets in because of the murder angle. Of, of course he's getting in. Yep. The thing is, even if AB didn't have this moment where he completely abandoned his team and whatever, he would clearly get in because of his accolades, even though his off-the-field issues are concerning. Lawrence Taylor is a Hall of Famer. He's also a registered sex offender, but he's a Hall of Famer because he was really good at football. Ray Rice, uh, not Ray Rice, sorry, Ray Lewis is clearly a Hall of Famer. He's one of the best linebackers of all time. You just have to keep in mind that even though he's an all-time great player, there is some baggage there, and I maybe wouldn't want to get into an argument with him. That's all I'm saying. Found not guilty. That's that's yeah. that, that's what I'll say in defense of, of Ray Lewis, no matter what well, you think. That's why guaranteed to get in, but I'm saying you could even find guilty parties who are in the Hall of Fame who are awful human beings just because they were good at sports. Ty Cobb is known for being an, an extreme asshole, but he's one of the best hitters of all time, so uh-huh. he's easily in the Baseball Hall of Fame. Yep, yep. Uh... Roland G said, then you had tight tight in the uh, now in prison. I got bad news, Roland. He's no longer in prison. Um, Aaron Hernandez uh, committed suicide in prison. So, yeah, that was fantastic documentary on Netflix, by the way. If you haven't seen it, it's very good. Um, All right, we got anyway. That that was my rant. I'm I'm kind of surprised that we went on different angles there. Yeah, as you said before. But somebody has to say it. I've I've just. I've just encountered too many people with mental issues in my life, Scott. I've I've known I've known famous people, and I knew them before they got famous, and I knew them after they got famous, and they had mental issues, and I knew the money didn't solve it. I, I probably have a I probably have a, a soft spot because I've seen it. You know, it's 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 easy to just go, he's an asshole, and be done with it. But you know, if we really if, if we if we fucking have... care, if he's just a fucking throwaway human being that was there to uh, entertain us. And now it's time for entertaining. It's just over. And we go, fuck, you're done. You're out of my fucking consciousness. Then fine. Take that position. I think it's I don't worth care. mentioning, though. As but a if he's a human being, that... if, he's a, if he's a fucking sentient human being that we should care about, then you should care about him um, getting help. That's all I'm saying. I'm just mentioning the fact that people have realized he's had issues for the last couple of years, and he's clearly not taken any steps to address the issues that he has. So I show him less sympathy. And that's a good example, Ninja. You mentioned Josh Gordon. Now Gordon was more of a substance abuse issue. That's and that's a that's another issue. Hung around. Yeah. Oh, but it was he all, hung around. It was I'm just more like Greg Hardy. Yes. I'm thinking Greg Hardy, who has a career either in the NFL with the Cowboys or with the UFC, even though there are bruises and scratches and black eyes from his partner at the time. You mentioned Pac-Man Jones. That's a fair example. Mm-hmm. Roland, of course, he had the issues with the bouncers, etc. But there's a lot of really bad human beings in sports. And nobody cares if they're good. That's the issue I have with sports. That's true. Um, somebody said, "Oh, Brad said, oh, about famous people. I can't tease us. No, I'm not gonna. Uh, I'm not gonna drop names of people that had mental issues that are now famous. That's. I'm, but it's it's comics. It's it's comics. It's comic actors. It's guys that I that I worked with over my over my career being on the road. Guys that I call friends and and you know still communicate with some of them. Um, but no, I'm not. I'm not gonna. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not gonna do that." 
Um, nor would I want anybody to talk about fucking the multitude of mental issues I have. <laughs> so you guys get to see them on display every day. So, um, all right. No, we'll go to your corners. No, no, we're not. No, it's we. It's fun. That's that's why well, I like. like we're just having a discussion here. Yeah, know? I'm. We're just we're just uh, bringing out different different aspects of it. Um, okay, so let's let's lighten it up a little bit, Scott, because there were some uh, there were some drinking oddsmakers yesterday, and we could have chosen many off of this, but let's find out the one that we fucking identified the most. Uh, the oddsmakers, they were absolutely drunk. All right, so it wasn't New England not being favored by 35. <laughs> that was that was not the Ozmakers being drunk. Um, but if uh, there it is, if you had the total on the Lions Seahawks game, uh, God damn you! Hopefully, hopefully you were on the over because they they set it at 41 and a half. You knew you were in trouble in the first quarter. You knew you were in trouble in the first half. It's 38 in the first half. What was it 30, 31 to seven? Was that what it was at halftime? 2810. I can't remember what it, it was. It wasn't pretty. It wasn't pretty. It wasn't pretty. You didn't get a miracle. You didn't get just the field goal in the second half. Uh, you got a shit ton of points as it ended up on 80, uh, 51 29. Uh, yeah, odds makers, 41 and a half. Come on, guys. I know the weather wasn't great up there, but come on, you were drunk, weren't you? I got to give a shout out to Boyle, by the way. It was garbage time, but he was slinging it a little bit. Timmy Boyle! Timmy Boyle. Hey, somebody asked us about Oregon way back way back when, and I'm, I'm sorry for not getting to that. I saw somebody mention Oregon with buying the points. I know they wanted to buy it, I believe, from seven to five. Yep. First of all, yep. I would not yep. really buy two points in college. Nope. You're just killing your actual return percentage because of really just how much juice you're laying buying those two points. But Colorado is a team that has not been great. Oregon's a team that we kind of hate just because of that one farm play they had long ago. <laughs> right. But they're better. You know, they're the much better team. I don't mind it. You? Well, you've got two very different types of teams. You've got the you've got an Oregon team that can score some points and kind of plays defense as an afterthought. And then you have this Colorado team that can't score shit, uh, but they don't give up anything either. So I would, uh, the, the play that I was looking at on this game was the under. You got it at 133. I know it's a home game there in the fucking dark tree land of, of Oregon. Worst court in, in basketball, by the way. If you had I like the under two. Uh, but I think I think if I was going to make a play, that would be my play. As far as a side goes, sure, I'd lean Oregon. And, and you're right, seven and a half is a shit ton. But if you're going to buy that down to five and a half for 130, 135, whatever you're paying for it, that's not going to be profitable in the long run. I think it'd be more. Would it be one thirty-five? It just depends. It's it's it depends because you're kind of you're you're kind of buying off a key of five and a half, so your big chunk's going to be five and a half to six, six and a half. But uh, yeah. yeah, it's going to be a shit ton. I, there's no there's no long term play there. I, I, if you want to play it, I I got I got no interest in Colorado because this team can't score. I have a, I think there's a better chance yeah. Oregon breaks through offensively than than Colorado does. So if, if you want to hold your nose and take the and lay seven and a half, yeah, I'd play the under. I don't mind a Colorado team total under if you were trying to go for some type of angle there. Uh, what did we talk about? T train? Did I miss something? If, if betting is stress, that means that betting with money you don't have, it's time to stop. Off, uh, time to stop at that point. My favorite betting quote of all time: Somebody asked uh, Lee Trevino about making a big putt in the, whatever it was, the Masters, U.S. Open, whatever it was. Is that the biggest? Putt? That was T Train's quote. There you go. Uh, what's that? 
I, no, I, no, I'm, I saw. I'm gonna, I'm gonna start. Uh, I was seeing what I was seeing. I was seeing what he was responding to. That's what that's I'm what saying I'm saying in general. Okay, so I'm gonna start showing more comments. Very good, because he can. Oh, yeah, I didn't even know that. That's cool. Do you know the Trevino quote? Ask him. He says, "Is that, the, is that the, the biggest putt you ever hit?" It's another biggest putt I ever hit was when I had fifty dollars a hole. I had five dollars in my pocket. I could be paraphrasing the quote, but that that's it. So yeah, that's that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, hate losing with shit. You know, here's what I've found out. I've found out that I care almost as much as long as I, because I've always got a gambling fund, and I know you do too, Scott. That money doesn't isn't any other money. Like it's called a four hundred one k. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I miss my car. Um, yeah. but I find that I find, I, I, I almost have the same fervor for whatever amount, 50 bucks or a thousand bucks. And I find, I find that odd. It's, it's, it seems to be about the winning more than anything else. Uh, Purdue first half and over 140 tonight. Uh, I like I that. see the words. I see Wisconsin and over in the same sentence so i got some alarm bells going off right now but i saw that zach asked before if wisconsin should really be this big of a dog to purdue uh yeah i think that's a good i think that's (laughs) a good question just because wisconsin is a team that has had some COVID issues the last couple of weeks they've been kind of battling playing a little bit shorthanded the people being out have been rotated but they still have not fully had their entire roster for the last couple of weeks but wisconsin the issues are the same, which is the fact that they don't really create much off the dribble. Davis is really good. I think Davis is really good, and Davidson's okay. Besides that, they don't have much. And Purdue, with Williams and with Edie, how is Wisconsin going to grab a rebound? Well, now First is out tonight, so that'll help. First, okay. first is out with COVID. I think 12 and a half is too tall. Uh, you're, looking, you're looking at a Purdue team that's been pretty much overvalued since I bet on them. They've, they've, they've uh, failed to cover five of their last six since the first week in, in, in uh, December. Um, so Wisconsin's I think, 10 and two, you know, give them respect. Yep. But you're looking at the last couple of games and they ended up beating nickel state by three. Davis was out. And then they played Illinois state in the first game in about two weeks. They won that game by four. Some depth guys were out. So I would keep tabs on the injury report to see if Wisconsin has their full roster back. Yep, I was going to say that because the they've, they've got like seven guys listed. Is so concerning. The rebounding disparity for Wisconsin in this spot is just so concerning because Edie and Williams could both have double-digit rebounds, and it really would not surprise me. And Purdue field goal percentage-wise is shooting 51-plus percent from the floor. Wisconsin is shooting barely above 40. So if you think that Purdue is going to get whatever it wants at the rim and Wisconsin's going to have to grind in order to score, I can see Purdue blowing the game open. But Wisconsin could hit some threes, maybe keep it close. I don't mind Purdue first half. I do think Purdue will get off to a hot start. But Wisconsin cannot rebound, at least compared to Purdue. And I think that'll be the deciding factor in this game. Okay. Uh, Certainly legit take. Um, J.C. Stone said the number one reason we all wager is competitive personality. I don't disagree with that. Um, Wisconsin teased up to set plus seventeen. I don't usually like col- teasers in college in college basketball. I would consider that. I would consider teasing that up. See, into, it's funny because I teams. see two different uh, things. Because Nathan mentioned Wisconsin teaser, 
And then he mentioned, you know, maybe Purdue minus seven in a teaser is not that bad. That's the beauty of a teaser. You go win both, but that's the point when you're getting six points in either direction or even more if you want to go, like, really nuts for teasers. Then you could create good angles on both sides. Wisconsin has been known to keep it a little bit close with Purdue, but I just think it's a bad matchup. Yeah, fair enough. Um... What else are we taking a look at? NBA? I know there's a lot of good NBA games tonight. Uh, I have applied that I on my favorite one. I've got one. I've got uh, one. I've got... Between the Hawks and the uh, yeah the Trailblazers. So I got, I got action on that one. Okay. I've got uh, my premium out there with a with a uh, an NBA play. Uh, can I interest you in, in uh, Philadelphia Houston with uh, Christian Wood out for the uh, for the for the Rocks? Oh, you're asking me if I want to lay double digits with Philly? What can possibly go wrong? Uh, um, Joel Embiid is not on the injury list. Huge. No hip, no knee, no shoulder, right. no chest, huge. nothing. Yes, it's absolutely huge. Now, this is a Houston team, Scott, not playing good basketball right now. Lost lost, and failed to cover their last seven straight. Philly is playing pretty, pretty good ball. Um, kind of shit the bet against Atlanta last time they were at home. But um, I'm tempted. I'm tempted without Christian Wood. I really am. I know that's a shit ton of points. But well, Wood's really, really good. Yep. And Sangoon's also out. So you have Tice, and that's pretty much it when it comes to Embiid defense. Right. So that's not a great spot for Houston's big men. Embiid could go for 40 again. It wouldn't surprise me. I think if you want to go for maybe a boost, a player boost, uh, performance double you can go for Embiid 30 plus points and Philly to win probably find that close to even money maybe a slight plus price Embiid should have a huge game I, I really don't know how how Houston's going to guard him but the Sixers play with their food so I do think Philly first half makes sense I think that Houston is a terrible team I think if you want to look at player props load up I on think Embiid, Embiid should, yeah. I think Embiid should do really well I think Jalen Green's gonna have a big game because without Christian Wood in the lineup and without Kevin Porter Jr., Green's going to play a bunch of minutes. He shoots a ton. They're going to be down the entire game, so nobody's going to care how many shots he takes. And he's also really the only guard back there. So I do think Jalen Green, based on volume, should go over his total as well. Okay, very good. Um, Mike, Mike Stoker reminding everybody to hit the like button. Yeah. Cause we always do it at the top of the show when there's like 10 people. So yeah, we want to remind everybody to do hit the like and subscribe. Of course. Uh, I see says, uh, six, Sixers money line, Bulls money line, Hawks money line, hundred for 79 is my play of the day. So roughly uh, 125 or so. Okay. All right. Uh, anything, see, uh, any, any asking about the Pistons, uh, Pistons getting 17 in the NBA against Milwaukee. Milwaukee, of course, dominates this team all the time, but 16 does seem a bit rich to me. I know that Kate is back. I'm not sure how many minutes he's going to play. Offensively, he's inconsistent, but he is a pretty solid on-ball defender. So I think he can maybe keep Holiday or Middleton somewhat in check. Maybe. Fingers crossed. Detroit's terrible. I mean, we know this, but Milwaukee is a team that also gets up early and tends to take a nap. So I think you might see Milwaukee open up a decent lead, and then Detroit, based on pride against Milwaukee's second stringers, maybe keeps it somewhat close. I'm taking the points. 
I'm not laying 16 when Detroit gets its best player back. I'm expecting the Pistons to lose this game probably by double digits, but 16 is too rich for me. I expect them to lose by 12. Tease it up to 22. <laughs> but you think Milwaukee has a real incentive to keep Giannis in when they're up 20 in the fourth quarter? No. Who no, and, Middle- and Middleton's questionable for this one too. So yeah. just even more, even more incentive there. Uh, Bulls first half, Skeeter playing against the uh, a dreadful, dreadful Orlando team that is uh, uh, going to be still a little short-handed. Scott, no Cole, no Cole Anthony. Um, Chicago playing very good ball lately. What do you think of that one tonight? Well, when you say really good ball, they've been winning games. The issue has been DeRozan's hit a couple buzzer beaters in a row. True, yeah. So they're not winning comfortably. Correct. They've, they've so won, se- they won seven straight, now, but they've only covered four of them. So you want to look at the actual margins here. Chicago, of course, is the better team. And we know Orlando is not very talented, especially with all the injuries. Do I want to lay 14 with Chicago here? No, I don't. I think that Chicago is a team that is going to – Real, I don't want to say overlook their opponent, but I really don't see 48 minutes of effort all the time from Chicago. Right. This is kind of the spot to me where Orlando is going to potentially have to deal with fatigue, especially in the second half. But I do think that Chicago is going to play with its food a little bit. I think they'll win the game. 14 does seem a bit rich to me, especially for a team that's been struggling to cover lately. So I'm going to take the points. I don't blame. I don't blame you. Lonzo's coming back tonight, but he's been in quarantine, so you don't know about his stamina. You have to worry about stamina issues for what, like a, a week coming back from COVID in, in the NBA, Scott. I mean, Orlando played yesterday. They went to overtime, so of course fatigue's an issue. The Celtics are definitely worse than Chicago, but they went to overtime against the Celtics, so it's not like Orlando's been just rolling over and dying right the entire time. You look at the results here. I mean, they lost to Milwaukee by seventeen and by eighteen. Milwaukee's better than Chicago. Lost to Miami by 10. Lost to New Orleans by 6. They're losing games. Yep. They're not getting totally buried in all these games. Good, so I'll take the points. And they had a good win at Atlanta as a 7.5-point dog. Somebody asking about the Eagles, Scott. Pretenders or contenders? Uh, fade them in the first fucking half, I'll tell you that. It's a terrible, terrible first half team. Yeah. Contenders or pretenders for what? The wild card game? Yeah, to, 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 to advance. To, to make, win a game or two. Uh... I still don't think Jalen Hurts is very good. He can run. I don't trust him throwing the ball. But he can't hide. I think that the Eagles are a team. First of all, I don't know what to think of Sirianni. Because it seems like he just takes the first 30 minutes for analysis. And then he just uses that in the second half. But don't get don't overreact to their record. Because they play in one of the worst divisions in football. They beat Washington in the last couple of weeks. They, they managed to lose to the Giants once, but who have they really beaten? Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, and they have to get healthy. They've got to get Sanders back. They've got to have their running backs healthy. They're not going to win a game with... Uh, uh, good for Philly. Good for Philly for, you know, finding a way to make the playoffs and all. But you got to put some context into it. And Philly has really not beaten many great teams or even good teams this year. Although... To get to nine wins. There's a number of teams you could say that about, too, so... All right, that is buddy. definitely true. Let's the get, Cowboys are one of them. Let's get to it. I mean, it. they beat New England, but whatever. Let's, let's get to it, shall we? We've cool. uh, we've we, we've been trying to figure this out. We're gonna. I'm, I swear, I'm gonna go back and check this. But we're we're somewhere like around what 19 and six or so for our last 25 in the farms. 
uh, it, it feels that way. We might not even have six losses. I don't know. It, Cause I know we had really like, really might be could, like a could be 17 five. and three run. Yeah, could be. All right. So let's find out. Uh, let's find out what now we've jinxed it for sure. Um, but you know, the drill, we're going to find out, uh, what it is. You guys, it's time. I trust everybody's doing this. You're putting on your overalls. You're getting your straw hat. You're, uh, grabbing your corn cob pipe. You're hauling ass and getting on board your John Deere tractor. You're firing that bad boy up for the first time this year. Come on, it's cold, but we're going farming, kids. Let's do it. Well, Scott, you might be able to tell from my endless bragging about it, but how did our farm play do yesterday? So we ended up having an early line on the under in the Colts Raiders game, assuming that Carson Wentz was not going to play. And luckily for us, Carson Wentz played, and the game went under. He was awful. Yep, he was dreadful. Yeehaw! All right. So today's Bet the Farm play. We're going to do something that we uh, we don't do often on Bet the Farm, and we are going to play a hockey play. And this is one for all you people that goes, well, they just take the favors and they didn't think we're going to play a dog today, kids. We're going to play the New York. Rangers as they go up against the Edmonton Oilers. Oilers, not in good form, kids. They have lost nine of their last 11 games, and they have lost four straight on the highway. Rangers playing very good hockey right now, especially in the Garden, as they are 9-3 and three in their last 12 home games. Really not much to like about this Edmonton team outside of their two superstars and their power play. So if we can keep the Rangers from sitting in the uh, sitting in the penalty box, like our chances tonight, we're going to grab them at plus one ten. Give me dim New York Rangers. That's going to be our bet. The farm play. Scott, anything to add about that? Well, the Rangers played yesterday, so I guess the angle would be that New York might be using a backup goalie. Yep. But the issue that I have to mention here is based on principle. How is a team that's lost nine of eleven minus one thirty against a team that's one of the better teams in the Eastern Conference? Even if the Rangers are a bit shorthanded, this line doesn't make any sense. Edmonton's been awful for the last month. Yep. It's what we call a value play, my friend. It's absolutely what we're doing. We're yep. taking advantage of a great spot here. So that is going to do it for Bet the Farm, and that is going to do it for our show. And show number one this year is in the can. Hope you guys uh, hope you guys had fun today. Hope you enjoyed our bowl series. I know Scott and I enjoyed putting the 40 bowl games together. We have our last one up as K-State takes on LSU tomorrow night, so make sure you check that out as well. Weigh in in the comment section who you think is going to win, et cetera, et cetera. So thanks for joining us. Thanks for being here. Uh, don't forget to check out my pal Chris King and Jim Williams over there doing their thing every day, 1.30 p.m. Eastern, 2, uh, 12.30 p.m. Central, as they talk about just parlays. And, of course, it's an amazing thing. Chris King, good parlay guy. So make sure you check that out as well, all right? You guys have a great day, and uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll see you next time as Scott and I will attempt, as always, to help guide you through your journey as we all look to head back to the window. Take care, everybody. <laughs>